Hey, Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast, just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. Halloween, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, bongs, joints, or edibles, or anything like that, smoke it if you've got it. And yeah, it is the spooky season. Isn't that right, guys? Yep. Oh, yeah, and we finally have Robert back on the show. Finally. Finally. Jeez. Robert man. goddamn Ortegon. God damn it, man. Where have you been? I was frozen in suspended animation. Oh, you were frozen in carbonite? Yeah. All right, he was frozen in carbonite, ladies and gentlemen. That's what happened to him. <laughs> Along, alongside. <laughs> oh, what? Alongside Austin Powers. Alongside Austin Powers? Exactly. Well, hell yeah, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are here on Halloween. I, I believe we're going to release this on Halloween day, maybe the night before. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever time we release this, happy Halloween, everybody. I'm sure that everybody is probably done trick-or-treating. You got the kids back. You're wanting to watch a scary movie. And what better movie than the continuation of the Halloween franchise, Halloween Kills? Fuck That's what yeah. we are reviewing today. Robert, we were supposed to do this, like, last year, but COVID oh. kind of screwed that over, right? Yeah, this was planned ahead, in advance, last year. It just never happened. Yeah, man. They postponed the freaking film date, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just totally lost out. I mean, they could have actually released it on, you know, streaming Peacock, services. just they, like they did, right? Just like they ended up doing anyways. I yeah. mean, that's how we watched it. But mm -hmm. back then, at that point during the pandemic, nobody had the balls to do that yet, so... Yeah, well, I mean, that's understandable. But, I mean, now it had a pretty good box office opening, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Like, what, $60 million? Oh, shit. And what was the uh, original 2018 movie? What was that box office? God. That was overnight, uh, overnight success. That too. was at least 50 million, right? Yeah, that was a lot. So, so I mean, I don't know if this movie actually, you know, jumped forward in profit in regards to the last one, but I'm not going to lie. I have some mixed feelings about this movie. There are a lot of scenes here that I really did like. There's a lot of characters that I thought was great to see again, but here in a little bit we'll get into some of the issues I might have without spoiling too much. We're going to try to keep this spoiler-free. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, 
I liked Halloween 2018 better. I'll go ahead and say that, but I still like this one quite a bit. I see it as a continuation, and if and if we and if we look at these this new Halloween trilogy as uh, as a, as a single film, and we consider this like the second act that just kind of drags on a little bit, I'm Hall- cool with it. Halloween three. Halloween three, yeah. Halloween ends. I think that's what it's going to be called, right? No, yeah. I guess uh, from the first one till 2018, and Halloween kills. That would be the season of the witch, right? I don't know. But which order are we doing this in? <laughs> Um, it, <coughs> obviously the H four O time. H four O, yeah. You know? H forty be twenty eighteen. Yeah, that would be a twenty eighteen. And this... Halloween Kills is still the same night. It's even dated the same night. Yeah, Halloween Kills is yeah. the same night, which is a lot like what Halloween two was for for the original. Yeah. Of course, that's been decanonized in this timeline, but. I like how this is sort of their reference to that because a lot of what happens in this movie is are the missing bits from Halloween 2018 where, you know, like what happened the rest of that night? People talked about it, but we never really got to see it. So if anything, the flashback scenes in this are almost their version of Halloween 2. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. it, it even goes as far as taking place in a hospital, which is exactly how... Halloween 2 actually unfolded. Yeah, it was hospital scene. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I like the original Halloween 2. I really do. I really like the hospital setting in the original Halloween 2. And I like a lot of the characters in that movie as well. I mean, and then we see the untimely death of Ben Tramer, of course. Oh, yeah, oh, we did. We poor did. Ben. But in this timeline... Ben Tramer lives. Ben Tramer lives, as far as we know. He's al- he's alive somewhere, dude. He- he's alive somewhere, yeah. Ben Tramer lives, and that is going to be monumental in Halloween Ends, okay? That's going to come up. I totally would love to see Ben Tramer have a role in Halloween Ends. I will say that. Paul I mean, Rudd, hear me out. Paul Rudd is Ben Tramer. Yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Paul Rudd is Ben Tramer. That is perfect. That is perfection. That could happen. It could it could totally happen. You're right. They need to bring back Daniel Harris too. I mean, yeah, give Daniel Harris a role. Exact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a cameo I mean, role, but it, like it's a family ma- thing, right? Where yeah. we mentioned that a, a a Jody lives in in this timeline. Exactly. Or, I mean, I I guess if we can have all the other original Halloween actors in this movie, you know, Jamie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I said Jody. I'm thinking of Beyond Two Souls. Oh my lord. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right, Ash. Yeah. We, we all get things twisted sometimes. I haven't seen like four, five, or, or six, really. So, yeah. You know, but we, we have six right now running in the background. Yeah. <laughs> first time we, it's the first six. time we see uh, Paul Rudd and first time we see the Cult of the Thorn, right? Paul yeah. fucking Rudd. Oh, Wasn't yeah. Wasn't that hinted at at the, at the end of five, though? The um, Cult of Thorn? Kind Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. It was definitely. It I was haven't most seen definitely. it. I just, I know of it. I got them all, dude. I should bring them over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have a Halloween marathon probably on Halloween. We need that to. would actually be fun. I mean, TV's going to be playing them, right? The yeah. The MC channel or something. But back to Halloween Kills. For me, I had some issues with it. First off, I mean, what really worked in the original 2018 movie, to me, kind of falls flat here. Like, I mean, there, to me, there wasn't any real standout moments in this movie except maybe the, uh, the firefighter scene and maybe the end scene where they're beating up on Michael. But other than that, I don't know if it has a standout moment like, say, the, the, the neighborhood crawl that, that Michael undergoes in the first 2018 movie. 
you know, where he's walking through the neighborhood. It's almost like one shot. It has that music going, and he's just searching, and he just kills, like, a number of people in succession, like, pretty much nonstop. And that was a really great cinematic moment, and I just don't feel like I saw anything like that in this movie. I mean, we won't really spoil any particular scenes, except maybe what was shown in the trailer. Yeah, you know? I mean, we want to keep this mostly spoiler free, but I mean, we will go out and say that the, there is one scene in particular where the town gets to beat the fuck out of Michael and it is great. It is great. I mean, we it's won't say where moment. that happens, but I mean, like we said, I mean, there is the hospital scenes here, which is a lot more chaotic. The hospital scenes are chaotic. I do like the opening scene and and that's, of course, where we see, you know, how Michael got out of the situation in Halloween 2018, which is nice because, you know, that was one of the, that was the, the very first thing, you know, I was thinking in my head is how the fuck does he get out of a burning building that was, you know, trapped in, in the cellar yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. But they actually explain it pretty well and it makes sense. And you're like, Oh, yeah. it okay. does actually make sense. It's not, it a, it's not a, it's not a swap out. Like, Resurrection. Yeah. Ho- Hollowing H2O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert, what did you think of the uh, actual gore and uh, the actual horror violence in this particular scene, in the firefighter scene? Man, that was great. He was just doing his part. You know? Yeah, he was doing his work. He just he went just, to work, right? Yeah, he was doing his part and taking the firefighters for their service, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the firefighters. Stupid. This sorry. motherfucker right well, here. I'm sorry. Mikey doesn't give a fuck. He's a machine. He just he just does. And I love how he is portrayed in the you know in these two films, 2018 Halloween and in Halloween Kills. Um, it's a very gritty, realistic portrayal. Of course, we've moved away from the supernatural aspects of the character, but it's being hinted at that he has. You know, it, it's like. It's all within the realm of possibility, but his inhuman endurance is like to the point that it seems supernatural. And and they actually lean into that in this film. And I like that aspect. I like the overall motif with, you know, the the town kind of getting infected by the evil and mob mentality combined with, you know, just what Michael Myers has done to this community. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of... It, it, it works within the context of the movie, but to me, it just seems like kind of a tired storytelling trope a little bit. You know, the whole, like, maybe it is we who are the monsters. <laughs> you know, that whole thing. I mean, it's, that's literally how Cannibal Holocaust ended, you know? It's yeah, like, perhaps it's we cool. are the savages. You know? I think it's cool. And I came to this expecting that there was going to be a cliffhanger. So because yeah. obviously Halloween ends is getting is, is uh, coming out next year. The only time things are filmed back to back like that are, are when they're part of a uh, a single story arc. Yeah. You know, like Infinity War and Endgame dead. Yeah. But the next movie is actually going to occur a little bit of time after this movie. Right. It is. They're actually going to be catching up to our present time because this takes place on the same night as Halloween 2018. So it's in 2018. The next film is going to take place four years later, so that actually allows it to to you know to, allows them to jump forward to our time, give the starring actors who survives out of this film anyway uh, the chance to kind of uh, yeah I mean, develop and it's not like they were going to kill off Laurie Strode. No, I mean, of course not, but they might in the next one. <laughs> they might. They might. I can yeah. see that happening. I can see perhaps some type of death scene. Maybe even uh, in the final battle where she finally takes him out, maybe? That could yeah. happen. 
I could see that happening because they even kind of foreshadow in this one. You know, she has a, a line like, "I'll I'll kill him." You know, even if he cuts my head off, he'll go. You know, I'll be I'll cut his head off too. You know, mm-hmm. Robert. What if they pull like a uh, a little bit of an ass pull and then he. It's just like, you know, Jamie gets killed ignominiously for no good reason. Oh, that could happen. Yeah. Just like in Resurrection. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And then I guess the daughter would be by herself. Yeah, didn't she fall off the roof in in Resurrection? Yeah, he stabbed her and he threw her off. Yeah. She tried to, she struggled. She tried to climb back up, but she just slipped and fell. She set up a, a snare trap for his ass, right? Yeah, yeah. And that didn't go well. It <laughs> just the rope busted. No, it did not go well at all, needless to say. But all of that kind of brings me to the other issue that I had with this movie, is, and that is how necessary is this movie? I really feel like Halloween 2018 was a perfect ending for the Laurie Strode timeline. Uh-huh. It was a perfect ending for that. I mean, it's technically something that happens 40 years after the original. It would have been perfect to end it there. Yeah, it yeah. would have been, dude. Yeah. And, I mean, I know that they kind of left it kind of ambiguous in the 2018 film, you know, whether or not Michael actually dies. I mean, we at least know that he's trapped in there. We at he's least know trapped. that he's... He, he, I mean, there's a good chance that he could succumb to something. But he's he's... There's heavy breathing, and they don't actually show him die. They just show the house burn. And then and just, you think there's it, no possible yeah. way he could get out of this. But obviously that tickles the back of your mind like they could. And I think right around the time Halloween 2018 came out, they, I think they were already letting people know, like, if this movie is successful, we'll do, like, another one. And, that, and I think that's why they had to leave it kind of open-ended. You they know? left it open-ended on purpose because they wanted to see, like, if this was successful, then, yeah, they'll go back. And then they went ahead and announced a while back, actually, that they were going to turn it into a trilogy. And Yeah, and, and, and the, the thing is, the ending of Halloween 2018, it's, it has this aura of triumph to it. It's so triumphant. It's these three generations of Strodes coming together to attack and address an issue that has caused them trauma for many, many years. Three generations of Final Girl. Three generations of Final Girl taking out uh, Michael Myers. And it's an amazing final fight. It It really is. is. It's it's monumental. It's momentous. We could have been left with that, and and that could have been okay. That would have been perfect. Yeah, the back of the truck should have been the ending, right? I think that it was fine. But if they manage to pull off a really good end in Halloween Ends, See, then I'm yeah, cool with it. That, that is the thing. They are really going to have to nail the ending because the first 2018 movie would have been perfect as an ending in its own. Yeah. It would have been. They're going to have yeah. to, to, to really uh, one-up themselves. But that's what I kind of have hope for. Yeah. And then I hope, like, let's just give the Michael Myers stories a rest at least for the next 20 years or so. They yeah, want to reboot it let, then, let's whatever. Work on, let's work <laughs> on getting Jason back, man. I yeah. mean, Jason is ubiquitously absent amongst all of this. I mean, yeah. oh, we're getting a new Scream here sooner yeah. or later, man. Jason why can't, why can't we get a new Friday the 13th? Or yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert England says he has another oh, one man. left in him. And I think that like there were rumors of a remake or, or a reboot, but all they'd have to do now is basically take the uh, the Halloween or the Leprechaun route and just literally do like sequel to the first movie or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what you do. But then you're erasing the gay nightmare. Ah, uh, we need that's that. That's the one. thing. We you need kind of need that. That's an important movie in horror history. I love, I love the gay nightmare. Which I, one is that one? Part two. Uh, number two. Part okay. two. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of an important movie in uh, horror history. Freddy's Revenge. Yeah, it really is. Freddy so, needs to get so his revenge. Maybe retcon everything after two. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know, <laughs> maybe bringing that character back. The remake in 2010 was shit. I mean, yeah, it wasn't know. that good. Wasn't. No, it's not worth watching. No. And uh, what is it? Yeah, Friday the 13th just has has gone without a movie since what? Freddy versus Jason. Uh, uh, no, since the uh, remake of that in particular franchise. Oh, 2009-ish. Jerry Pedalkey, Pedaldekla. Yeah, with Pedalkey, <laughs> And then you get James Wan to direct a remake of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. There you go. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Robert? Do you think David Gordon Green could do a good version of that movie? Because I have heard rumblings that Blumhouse is remaking that movie. Oh, really? I have heard rumblings of that. I would, really? like, yes. I would like to see that version because, yeah, the 1980s version was the shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, like not, not many people liked it, but, you know, it's its own Halloween universe. I think universe. it's a great standalone movie. Yeah. It's also a great movie to put on Halloween just, just because of the jingle, you know, happy, happy Halloween, yeah. Halloween. Just that alone those is awesome. cursed Halloween pumpkin masks. Dude, that, that was, oh, those are awesome. Yeah. I think, I mean, doesn't Trick or Treat Studios have versions of those masks as yep. well? They do make molds of that mask. See, you know what? Excellent. I would just call it Halloween Season of the Witch. Yeah, not even not That's even it. do the three. Just ha- Halloween Season of the Witch. Halloween You're right. Season of the Witch. Perfect name for a reboot or remake of that. Honestly, yeah. I have a feeling that if they would have just done that with the original movie, it probably would have done a little better. You know, if, if they would have just just completely disconnected it from the Michael Myers timeline even further by just taking the three out of it. The original movie probably would have been just fine. Yeah. It, it would have done just fine, you know? Yeah, because the thing is, is that John Carpenter was done with... Yeah, he, he was. He with was the Michael much, Myers. I mean, he helped write Halloween 2, but he didn't direct it. No, he didn't. And, and he still scored 3, I know, at least scored it. Yeah, man, his scoring is always on point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is always on point. And even in this movie, his score is fucking superb. So, I mean, he always puts a lot of love in his work. Yeah. That's what I love about John Carpenter. It's like there's real love in the scores that he puts out. Yeah, and even in this movie, you know, because he he, uh, scored this one and Halloween 2018. Yeah. And so, you know, in essence, these films kind of have the John Carpenter seal of approval, so to speak. I mean, he's, he's involved in them. I think he's... An executive producer or something, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is, alongside who else? Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. Aren't they producers as well? Yeah, so. writers and writers directors. Writers and producers and directors? Yeah. yeah. Well, D- Gordon Green is the director. And uh, yeah. Danny McBride is the writer. Yeah. How, how do y'all feel about the script itself? Hmm. You know, McBride and Green's writing. Like, Robert, what maybe the, there were some lines that were kind of wonky? Yeah, I remember that with the, the whole feeling the mask thing, dude. Yeah. And I also kind of feel that maybe the actual beats that the story takes when it comes to the killing, I don't know. It seems like it's just, you know, here's quirky character. Yeah. Quirky character, here's something weird or funny. Quirky character encounters Michael Myers. Then quirky character is killed by Michael Myers brutally, and then Michael just kind of moves on. Yeah. I mean, it, it... 
it was a good setup for the 2018 film, but I feel like they should have kind of expanded upon that a little yeah. bit, you know? Maybe even gave us a little more time to develop certain characters. Yeah, I think it kind of trills off a little bit. Yeah. So, sort of like a, a YouTube fan film, really. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a total fan film. It still has that feel, which... I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I don't really think that it accentuates the movie either. Yeah, like there's certain scenes that we wouldn't really need in there yeah. at all. It's I mean, just filler. some characters well, so even. I mean, there is some continuity yeah. there. Like, for instance, the uh, the doctor and the nurse couple. Yeah. And, and the kooky gay couple. The kooky gay couple. I yeah, love the, Big John and Little John. Big John and Little John are cool. They they're, are cool. They're adorable I, as a couple, wish, honestly. I wish that they would have been developed earlier in the movie. Yeah, I really do. They do come back, and they're they're the kooky gay couple that bought the Myers home because, of course, they did. Yeah, they're they, Big I, John and Little John, and they call each other that. I am <laughs> I am guaranteeing that they are fans of true crime podcasts. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because the 2018 movie was all the events were pretty much set in motion by true crime podcasters. That's true, mm. or at least they yeah. provided the mask. Yeah, they the were the exposition. ones that they were the ones that taunted Michael and made him want to get his mask back. Yeah. Yeah. If they would have just left him alone, I think Michael would have been docile. Oh, they stirred him up, dude. Yeah. They stirred his ass up, yeah. yeah. They stirred the fucking so? pot, yeah. It's like bringing okay. the leprechaun out yeah, of the that's tree. Right. That's right. That's right, Potter and family. Podcasters did it. Podcasters <laughs> caused it. me! <laughs> Michael! This Spend motherfucker. But, yeah, Ash, what are your opinions on the script? I mean, I like it. Like I said, I thought the script was stronger in Halloween 2018, but... Halloween Kills is still great for me. I actually do like their introduction into kind of these quirky side characters um, that I know just serve the purpose of being victims later, but there's a little bit of continuity in their appearance for a couple of them. And I think, you know, Halloween 2018 already did that really cool fucking scene where he just kills characters like in like a single shot and then like the camera pans around and he kills some more characters in like a single shot. That was cool as hell, but they already did that. So, I mean, I think they just kind of wanted to, to go in a different direction this time and, and sort of, you know, add a little bit of personality to the victims. Yeah. And I get that they really wanted to make Haddonfield a character in and of itself. Right. You, you know? got the you got the character of Haddonfield. Yeah. And in a way, in the first Rob Zombie Halloween, he tried to do that a little bit. Just, you know, by the different characters and everything. But he fell flat there. And I kind of feel like this is almost maybe a just maybe a peg below that. Mm -hmm. It's almost feeling like a Rob Zombie movie here. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's basically <laughs> one in one redneck character cussing up a storm away from being a Rob Zombie movie, too. <laughs> That's really what, what, especially the scenes in the hospital with all the town folk. Like Halloween it, 2. Yeah, it, it, it just kind of feels exactly like that. The, the white horse, pretty much white horse. Thing. Oh, the white horse. I, oh, I am sorry. That shit was garbage. Dude, that was stupid. Was I, I don't garbage. know, dude. I don't know what the hell that was. The first zombie movie was good. The first zombie Halloween movie, yeah. there, was, there was some good things in there. Danielle Harris was really good in it, yeah. I thought. Sexy, as usual. Yeah, she was really cool. But I did not like anybody in the second Rob Zombie Halloween movie. And this movie comes dangerously close to that, I feel. It comes dangerously close to just being Rob Zombie. And whether you like his work or not, that will depend on whether you see that as a good thing or a bad thing. You there know? you go. <laughs> I mean, it definitely doesn't have Rob Zombie's writing style. But, I mean, if they would have had a 
bunch more cursing and everything, yeah, it probably would have been pretty close to one. Oh, dysfunctional redneck families. Yeah. But how do y'all feel about the portrayal of Michael himself? I mean, you've, you're still using uh, James Jude Courtney and Nick Castle from from the last film. So yeah. my suspicion is that, you know, they use the younger actor for the action scenes and, and for the stunt work, whereas any of the, like, mask off shots that you see in these two films or maybe even just, like, his stalking is probably Nick Castle. Probably. Some, I of, mean, some of the close-ups would be maybe Nick Castle too, right? I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. I mean, do y'all think that he still feels like the shape in this one like he did in 2018? Because I think that that is what the 2018 film did rather well, was capturing Michael as the shape, as the boogeyman, as the as the guy coming out of the shadows to just strike you down. In that flashback opening scene, I think that they really yeah, capture they, that. And and honestly, they have the... I mean, I guess we should go ahead and say that there is a Donald Pleasance cameo here. Oh. They actually managed to pull it off, I think. It didn't look bad, though. Yeah. It didn't look bad at yeah. all. And, and he does the rush... And like, like, which we don't normally see Michael Myers rush. We just see him kind of just appear there. But we see what obviously happens usually off screen. And then it, it cuts to just another scene of him, like just suddenly down the stairs, you know, that quick movement where he's already there and he's just creeping because most of the time he's just creeping. He just walks yeah, forward. That, that's that shape thing. You know, he, he's just kind of superfluous. He just kind of moves, you know. Like water almost. You know, why does he drive a car? Because he's just a machine and he's just going to figure out how to do it, but probably not well. Yeah, probably not well. He probably actually hit a few pedestrians on the way <laughs> to Haddonfield, I'd imagine. In the original Halloween film, you know, it said that he drove his way there. But of course, in this one, we see him drive a car and just crash right away. So my opinion is, is that he probably got pretty fortunate. When, yeah. But even if, if, if he had broke down, which maybe he did, even if he had broke down, he would have fucking just start kept walking until he got there. Well, remember in the first original 1978 film, he got his his jumpsuit from a mechanic. That was like the, true. his first uh, on-screen victim, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually the mechanic. They did that in Halloween 2018, too. He stole the coveralls from the... From the mechanic, from yeah. The mechanic. Yeah. They actually did the same thing. They, had to, they, had, to, they had to have a the coveralls. You know, that's part of the costume. Same thing in part four. It was mechanic, and then Rob Zombies was like, what, some dude, some truck driver dude, right? Yeah, it was a truck driver. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the mask in this one, Robert? I know you, you just ordered it, right? Yeah, I ordered the Halloween Kills mask straight from Trick Tree Studios. Awesome. Yeah. They just sent me the receipt, so it's on its way. We're going to do a fan film with that for sure. We've got to do a short film. Myers versus Tramer. <laughs> it, sh it needs to be the Ben Tramer the fan ben, film. The Ben Tramer story. All right, Bo, you're Ben Tramer. I'm Robert, you're the shape. You're the shape. Fuck yeah. All right. I'm down for this. Yeah. <laughs> Myers versus Tramer. Ben like, Tramer lives. Hell yeah. Be like Kit versus Evil Kit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, we have to film it on Halloween. So That'd be great. back to the masks. How do you think this mask uh, stands up to like the other movie masks? I think it stands up to the original, really, because that one was classic. And this one's pretty much the same mold. Yeah. Of Nick Castle's uh, face that Trick or Treat Studios did. Really? So that Miramax 2018-2021 uh, is going to be uh, the same Miramax movie quality. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I don't know. Okay. And um, the other ones, I don't know. People really don't like the other masks. Yeah. Some of them do. But I think yeah. they got their own qualities, really. Depend like, I, I'm, not, I'm not really too sure about the mask in this one. In Curse of Michael Myers, it's yeah. kind of... Yeah. 
it's better than some of the other ones, but yeah. Like a Port 4 mask. It's like, ah, uh, Yeah, it's whatever. like, what the hell is that? That looks cheap as fuck. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Shit. in terms of quality, the Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills mask is probably the best one. But, I mean, you can't really replace the appeal of the original either. I mean, that's kind of just... Yeah, that that's the natural number one. But if you if we're looking at production quality, I mean, just production value in these two films is actually tremendously high. Love them or hate them, you know. That's yeah. There isn't and there's an attention to detail with continuity. They use the exact same mask prop, but they just modify it a little bit to yeah. you know for the damage that he got in Halloween 2018. Like, I like how they yeah. even included you know in Halloween 2018 some of the effects from the original Halloween movie. The bullets, and yeah. The burns, and then the still the pin mark from part one, and then yeah, he has all his scars. Yeah, he's got it yeah. all. That's a new prop. They had to make that, but they molded it to look exactly like how it would look like 40 years later. Yeah, it, that's what it looks like. I like the aging on it too. Yeah. So using the the same prop in this film just feels natural, but. You know, of course, you've got to have a different ma mass to market, so they include some additional damage from Halloween 2018, yeah. which is natural. It maintains continuity between those two films. So this is an, essentially, it's a different mask, but it's the same prop. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think that it has a lot of character, honestly, and it, it totally adds to the menacing, you know, look that Michael has throughout this movie. I mean, the Halloween 2 mask is supposed to be the same mask, too, but that one was modified, albeit unintentionally, I, I've heard, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Halloween 2, an original Halloween 2 mask really is not bad. Uh, it, it isn't. I've seen those, right? We were looking at those? Yeah, yeah. The, the first couple of movies back yeah. in the day, the, their masks, they, they weren't all that bad. Yeah. Does this seem to call back to Halloween 2? Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I, I mean, noticed a few parallels, you know. Well, obviously because of the hospital. The hospital and, one. you oh, know... Yeah. Obviously, they're not going ahead with the with the whole Laurie Strode is Michael Myers' brother. I like how they kind of lampoon that, actually, in the first one. Yeah, they kind of have a little throwaway line there. A throwaway line there, yeah. like, oh, that's just a rumor that people made up, you know, but... I, 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 yeah, I think that it's honestly the better for that. I was never a fan of that reveal. person died. If you track Michael's victim, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. 
What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go now! He's the essence of evil. It always felt kind of forced, maybe a little contrived even. It definitely didn't have John Carpenter's hands on it. No, it wasn't done with any type of delicacy or any type of subtlety at all. Now, how do we feel about the actual gore effects and the kills in this movie? Robert, hmm. what do you think? <laughs> I think he would like kind of overdid it a little bit. You like, think so? I don't know. I just, I mean, I know he needed to catch up because he was 40 years behind, you know? Yeah, and... The 2018 film, it had some gory moments. I mean, but it was yeah. more like, you know, after effects yeah. more like, than anything. I like the floor, uh, fluorescent light bulb scene. Yeah, that was dude. actually pretty brutal. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty yeah, much his, that was his way. Lantern. That was oh, his yeah. way of telling you to switch to LEDs. I'm thinking, I'm yeah, thinking. exactly, <laughs> man. And yeah. they even continue, you know, this this theme that they have going in the opening scene. Halloween 2018 used a, you know, a very similar opening scene to the original, same font and everything, but they had the pumpkin instead of just a regular jack-o'-lantern. It was a decayed one that was regrowing. So it was essentially like re resurrecting and yeah, kind of like a, oh, it was a, the reboot. The, a time yeah. lapse, a time lapse <laughs> de decaying yeah. pumpkin. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think that's meant to symbolize the uh, return of Michael Myers and, yeah. you know, the, the return of the shape, the, re the, re the resurrection of the shape, so to speak. Yeah. But in this movie, they start with multiple jack-o'-lanterns in the background. And I think what that's meant to symbolize is that the evil has already infected the community of Haddonfield. Not, not only just jack-o'-lanterns, but jack-o'-lanterns that are straight up on fire. They're burning. Yeah. Yeah, they're already burning. Yeah. So, I mean, that hatred and everything that is riled up, I mean, it's pretty much evident in the even in the title sequence. Yeah. So. And, and that's an ongoing theme. And I guess some people might see that as a little bit contrived or a cliche, but I like it. I thought it was a nice touch. I mean, it's definitely a, a way that they can do not more of the same, but something a little different. Yeah. I mean, you had to figure that they were going to go a little bigger on the gore and the violence and everything here. True. I mean, you, you kind of have to, especially after how gritty the 2018 film was. I mean, yeah, he got his fingers blown off in that one, and, and he still has the scars. I yeah. Mean, he still, he still he, he has he the same wound. It's the same night. Yeah, he wrapped yeah. it up and everything. He just wrapped it up, and he moved on. I would have cauterized it on the stove and yeah, just right. wrapped, wrapped <laughs> it up. <laughs> What's Michael Myers going to do for four years? I mean, it definitely gives him enough time to believably recover from some injuries, yeah. so you don't have that suspension of disbelief, but they really do lean heavily into that in this film that, like, you know, it does suspend disbelief. His ability to, to just to revive is, is almost supernatural's ability to endure. But ultimately, I think it's just because he doesn't feel any pain. I think that he's just Wolverine. He has that. He's like, Wolverine. That's what he is. I think it's like a congenital <laughs> disorder or something. I, I saw something about it. But like, yeah, he just is unable to feel pain. So, you know, what would normally put someone down and force them to go unconscious? He'll just get back up from. 
Well, Jesus, how many slugs did he take from a thirty-eight? He took all six slugs. All six of them, dude. Right <laughs> well, and, and in this movie, he takes a few slugs from at least a nine or a forty-five. Yeah. At the very least. A third film on the same night would just completely break all credibility. So having four years to heal and catch up to today's time, I think, actually makes this will make this new one work. I have a lot of hope for it. He's got plus, a lot of healing to do, right? Plus it establishes new traumas for Lori and her granddaughter and her family to kind of undergo. Exactly. And, and, to, and to try to work through. And they can have like moved the fuck away and gone somewhere else, but maybe they hear he's in Haddonfield and they yeah. go there to end it. They come to him. Yeah. I don't know. That would be cool. I mean, it still feels like <clears throat> the 2018 film was still a better way to end it. Yeah, it just feels it. that. And it just that's just why I feel a lot of this feels kind of wasted. Like earlier tonight, we watched it again. I actually was just kind of meh the whole time. Eh, put on 2018, think, right? <laughs> yeah, put on 2018. That's a much more exciting film. Yeah, put on that I mean, one. This, movie, this movie didn't excite me as much. It just didn't. Yeah, yeah but I got really excited at the scene where the, the, the town you know, has the chance to just fuck him up. I mean, there's a lot of power and an emotion to it. Yeah. It just sucks that it wasn't enough. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? Is oh, it? Because uh, I kind of yeah. came into this knowing that there was going to be a cliffhanger. Oh, okay. Right on. I guess we can go ahead and start giving our final thoughts, perhaps, here. Huh. And we can go a little in-depth here. Well, we're still going to watch Halloween Ends. We want yeah. to see how this goes, right? Yeah, exactly. We'll go ahead and start with Robert. All right. So, my final thoughts about this movie, Halloween Kills. I think the mask is looks like the shit. I think the kills were only good in the beginning. Yeah. When he finally got out of that gun cage, right? Yeah, that is arguably yeah. the best scene of the movie. Oh, and, and that was in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler giveaway. No, no, no. Yeah. That is totally a spoiler-free moment right there. Fuck yeah. For you. And, you know... I just want to keep watching 2018 and then just keep going back to the original and watching yeah. them all over again. Right? 2018 is but, such a watchable movie. It really uh, is. I mean, you can sit down and watch it and you'll have a good time. I, I don't feel like this is the case with this movie. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I'll watch it a few times and then uh, whatever. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's nearly as fun as the 2018 film was. Because the 2018 film, it had that triumphant ending to it. And this, to me, I don't know. I think that the ending falls flat a little bit. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely, I will go ahead and say, I think it's a, it's a story that very evidently continues in Halloween Ends. Yeah, obviously. So, you know, I think that it's okay the way that it is. I, I kind of feel about it like I feel about The Last Jedi in that I was kind of okay with some of the narrative choices as long as the third film was going was gonna to make it better. So yeah, yeah. If, if Halloween Ends makes this better, you know, better. And I honestly don't have any problems with it anyway. If you if you see it as one story, it's probably going to flow a lot better. But we'll find out. I just I, I, I'm kind of hopeful to see what they do with this. I mean, they if they really can one up, obviously, David Gordon Green and the other writers have the ability to to produce a good story. I mean, we saw that with Halloween 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they combine all the trilogies into one, right? Yeah, kind of, sort of. And now we have this new trilogy. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know. I feel like it's just a bit much. I mean, I like it. I think it's good. I, I'm hopeful for Halloween ends. Let's kind of kind of make it or break it here. Yeah. But hopefully it's good. And I see Halloween Kills as a good film. I just it's not as good as the 2018 movie. Mm. I don't know how well I can compare it with really any of the other Halloween movies because I haven't really seen them. 
Yeah, I mean, you do kind of have to... I mean, I've seen get, Halloween too. Yeah, but. you do kind of have to get with the original continuity to really understand where this this particular continuity stands. I yeah. haven't seen the Rob Zombie films. I haven't seen 3 through 6. I haven't Ooh. seen the H2O films either. Yeah, the H2O oh. timeline is kind of interesting a little bit. 20 years later there. Yeah, yeah. you know, maybe. But, I mean, with my final thoughts on the movie, like I said... This is a real, real mixed bag to me. There's a lot that I like and a lot that I really want to like about this movie. I like the way that Michael is portrayed. He still is the shape here. He's actually a lot more terrifying in this movie. He's a lot more violent. I mean, there's a lot more like, it feels like there's a lot more hatred in this movie coming from Michael, you know, which is the point because it, it, it kind of spreads around Haddonfield. And, I mean, that's a good point of the movie. I like the way that it actually calls back to the original movie, especially that Donald Pleasance cameo, which, I mean, we're not going to tell you how it goes, but oh, yeah. it's actually done very well. For the reenactment scene? Yeah. Most people know that there's a reenactment scene if they hadn't seen it, though. Yeah, they, there I is mean, a reenactment, but, I mean, the way that he's utilized is quite yeah. interesting. It's been mentioned a lot. And, and, it, just... and it even comes back in later on near the end of the movie. Yeah, and the character of Hawkins is kind of filled out here, and we get to see his backstory. He was introduced in Halloween 2018 as, you know, veteran cop that was involved in the 1978 incident, but, you know, we didn't actually see him until now. Well, they established that history here. I always felt like in Halloween 2018, there was originally a, a more skeletal, like the skeletal version of the plot had instead featured Officer Brackett in that role. Yeah, probably. You know, it actually makes a little more sense but he then? comes back in this one. So I think they intentionally left it open and changed his character to uh, a new officer who would have been there. Yeah. I, I think that makes a lot more sense. But I do like how they, yeah, they, they gave this character and fleshed out his backstory. And at the same time, we got the return of Brackett. Yeah. You know, uh, using the original actor. And that was kind of really cool to see. Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers are played by their original actors. Yeah. But I really feel that another point is, is that, Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel, is maybe a little underutilized in this movie. Yeah, well, right. She's Just very underutilized. Lying she's, in the hospital the whole time. Yeah, she's lying in the hospital injured most of the time. I and think it's because like, she's yeah, going to take a central her. role in the next one. Yeah. I think he stabbed her for surgery. Yeah, yeah and I, I understand that it did allow her daughter and her granddaughter to kind of stand out a little bit, but even then, I kind of feel like those characters got really lost in the milieu of this movie. They got really lost in, in it all. And, I mean, I think that's maybe kind of an issue with the script a little bit, you know? It just feels like, you know, it doesn't flow all that well. Uh, and, and, and there's moments where I'm feeling like, ah, this is actually pretty badass, and most of the time that's when Michael is doing his thing. But there's other moments where I'm like, I don't like the characters, and it's like that opening monologue by Tommy Doyle, I mean, it's pretty cool when you first hear it but it's also so out of left field i mean i and it feels like it's just exposition it feels like it's it's like you're being told what happened at the original movie and i don't know if that's just because it's trying to speak to like the new fans of this series that may have been picked up from 2018 but i don't know it feels a little forced it served it feels to forced. introduce the other characters yeah but even so like it just feels too incongruous to me. I mean, Marion you know? is played by her original actor as well. 
and they bring back you know the other survivors of that and night. that's great Sydney and I'm fine with Lonnie. that but let's call it what it is it's just fan service <laughs> it's nothing more and nothing fan less service. it's fan service this fan is mail. just a fan service movie it's all fan mail for YouTube even, <laughs> even with the Donald Pleasance cameo it's like why yeah. do that other than for fan service yeah and making it gorier and everything. And that's why I feel like it's a lot more empty. Exactly. It's more obviously a fan film than the 2018 movie. You can literally go out and make your own Halloween film. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I mean, know, yeah, we're I talking... like that quality of it, but it's cool. maybe that's just me. I mean, and maybe it's just me as well, you know? I mean, I still feel like 2018 would have been a perfect place to either stop the timeline and maybe kind of go back to the night of the original and kind of work with that because those moments in this movie was actually pretty decent. Yeah, that's that. At least that uh, that's what I thought. Mm. I mean, they could have just gone back and made a prequel, and you know, even had a liberal use of Donald Pleasance's likeness and everything. And they could have made an interesting segue into Halloween Ends. It, it, they could have picked it up back in the night in 2018, and I think that that would have been a better way to end it. You know, either that or just not even continue the H4O timeline. Maybe go on and just remake Halloween Season of the Witch or oh, do something different. You know, you know, I feel like this movie is unnecessary. I just feel that's what I feel like. I want to like it. And the parts that I do like, I think, are good. But, you know, it's just... Very, I'm very meh about this movie. The beginning kills. It should have ended there at 2018. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same faux pas they made with the H2O timeline. They didn't learn. The H2O timeline would have been a perfect way to end it. And if you want a good headcanon ending, it's like two Halloween H2O and Halloween H4O. Those are the best ways to end each timeline. That's just the way that I feel. And, I mean, there's just so many unnecessary movies in this franchise as it is. And it's just, why add more to it? That's how I kind of feel. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, it's, you're not a bad person if you like this movie. I'm fine with you if you like it. That's awesome. I just personally feel like they'd better really deliver on the next movie because this movie left me wanting. wanting it left more. me wanting in a lot of ways. You know, and in the end, they're also they killed off most of the original cast anyway. Oh, so yeah. What the hell? Shit. It's like, yeah. And that's why they better be, bring back Ben Tramer. Ben Tramer <laughs> needs to be the focal point of the next movie. And that needs to be Paul Rudd. Yes! Paul Rudd needs to be Ben Tramer. One hundred percent. Ben Tramer. I don't know. I really like Tommy Doyle's role in this in this film. I thought he was a great addition and his his uh, ability to implement strategy. And you really get that there was kind of a feeling of satisfaction for him getting back for that but night. He, but he also fucks up majorly. We won't he get does. into how he does, but he does fuck up royally. Well, in this movie. he starts the movement and the situation kind of fucks itself up. And he does yeah. try to reverse and, and course correct. But I mean, I think he, he as a character does his best, but... Yeah, the, the whole film just... They're definitely wanting to lean into the idea that it needs to be her, it needs to be Laurie that kills him. Yeah. But I kind of just feel like that's her mentality. That's that's her trauma speaking, you know? And I don't yeah, know where they'll yeah. go with it, but... I don't know either. I mean, all we know is it's going to have a little bit of a time lapse. There's going to be four years in between 
the next movie in the end of this movie. And it's going to apparently touch on COVID. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe you could do kind of a cool <laughs> scene with Michael, you know, wearing a, just a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> and it still covers most of his face so you can't see it. Or maybe uh, like a... You know, like a face mask. Maybe like that's how he uh, was blending in for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Because of COVID. What, yep. what, what does he do out off season? Does he still kill? I don't know what he does. I think he just <laughs> chills. I think I think he kills for what he needs. You know, he gets his groceries and shit. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> it would probably be easy during the pandemic with all the grocery deliveries. You know, uh, he could just he could just, uh, you know, poach off the, the delivery guys. The rest of the time, he all, just all the, all the all the Uber Eats. He quarantines and he just stares out his window and nobody bothers him because, like, you know, because of COVID. They're like, you know what? All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we can go ahead and give some ratings. Robert, what is your rating for this movie? Out, out of, I guess, out of five star. Out of five stars, probably like a 3.5, right? 3.5? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think so? Because it wasn't as good as the 2018, really. It but, really wasn't. You know. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Ash? I think we could accept that. Yeah, not quite a four, but um, but close. Close enough. Now, why why do you think that? Well, Halloween 2018, I think, is a solid four, and this is just a a step below that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. I'm going to give it a 2.5. 2.5. 2.5. It's just meant to me. They they'd better really deliver on the next movie if they want me to really call this timeline salvageable. Yeah, I, I thought 2018 was a full five-star movie, really. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was at least a 4.5-star if I remember yeah. correctly. Damn. I don't, I don't remember if we rated the last movie, but, yeah. A couple but, of years ago, right? Yeah, a couple of years ago. I mean, if you, like we said, if you like this movie, that's fine. If you don't like it, that's fine. This is just our opinions on the movie. I mean, I understand it's very polarizing in the horror community right now and on uh, film Twitter and horror Twitter and whatnot, but just, you know, be kind to each other on that. I mean, this isn't a movie that it's not really a hill to die on either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. Really, it really isn't. Yeah. No, it's not. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. What we're saying is you don't have to go out of your way to the movies. You can just download it on Peacock. Yeah, just, just watch it on Peacock. You don't have to go out of your way. They're, they're going to get their money one way or the other. And you guys... <laughs> I mean, they got sixty a $60 million yeah. opening. They're good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody just have a safe Halloween. Whether you decide to go to the movies, whether you decide to watch at home. Do your trunk or treating, maybe. Do if something you want like to that. do a uh, trunk or treat, or uh, I know in our neighborhood, we kind of did like a hayride thing, which yeah. is what we normally do. Yeah. But uh-huh. we didn't last year. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, just, you know, make good decisions, responsible decisions, and be safe. Uh, yeah, definitely. Be safe, be kind to each other, and, you know, watch for the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Anyway, what's going on with Collateral Gaming, Ash? All right, well, we're, we'll, we will be releasing our Halloween special on Outlast. Uh, that's going to be out by Halloween Day as well. So look forward to that. We're also going to be doing a Halloween-themed bonus round of some kind. So, And if you didn't check out our season premiere on Metroid Dread, or at least part one of it, uh, go ahead and check that out. Excellent. Yeah, I can't wait for the Outlast episode because I think that I'm going to be on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want you on, bro. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I ha- I might have some things to say about that because I'm a seasoned horror gamer. And you might be doing the, the bonus round with me as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be what? 
Uh, we are going to be doing top five horror games plus a review of Silent Hill 3. Silent Hill 3, yeah. I was, we were watching a retrospective of that last night, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah, it was actually kind of interesting. It was pretty interesting. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up Silent Hill 2, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Silent Hill 3 all the way through. And Right on. We'll, we'll talk about that. Outlast is going to be a fun episode. Anything to talk about in terms of uh, filmmaking progress? Oh, um, not yet. I need to take some time off and get all that stuff together, really. Yeah, yeah, but recently you had Killing Night air on the Horrific Hope uh, live stream, right? Yeah, I did. I didn't get to see it, though. I wish I did. But We, we watched it. Thank you. Hell yeah, somebody yeah. watched it. <laughs> it, it, was, it was good, man. It was actually a lot better than I remember it when we were filming it, you know? Digitally remastered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> e- even the natural lighting kind of contributed to the actual atmosphere. I mean, I wish we could have done a little better on the sound mixing. I mean, I kind of uh, feel like we could have added some more... You know, little stingers of music or some noise. Or I have an idea. Maybe a stabbing sound for the fucking clicky knife. Yeah. I have an idea, guys. Let's do that. Let's let's open up Killing Night, you know, uh, and then let's kind of fix it up a little bit, make it well, sound a little better, yeah. and let's stream it on Halloween. Yeah. Maybe we could. You could. Maybe we could stream a better version of it on Halloween. That could be cool. Yeah, I was experimenting with filters, too, and just trying to clean it up. Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's yeah, pretty easy. We need to add some more Foley to it, maybe. You know, cancel out the uh, clicking of the... Yeah, we, we can always go back and redo all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could. Which so, yeah, maybe, maybe look for that down the pipeline, and also look for Texas Sundown, which is uh, currently in production. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get that together here very soon. We're going to have to... Because yeah. I, I don't want to sit on it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's why we went kind of bi-weekly with our schedule again, so we can have the time to kind of put into that. I have like more. I have 34 hours of PTO I need to use, so I'll probably cash in all that. Yeah, we, definitely. And we, can, and, we can start doing something. And what's oh, next, yeah. the kid with the WRX? Yeah, as soon as I get that car together. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> or maybe one of the Halloween fan films. We can just r- jump right into that. Yeah. Well, it's probably not going to be out tonight. I might have it out tomorrow, but we will have the... Well, by this time, it will be already been out. Uh, we're going to have our episode on Scream that we did with SWO Productions, uh, Mr. Stu, of the Stu World Order. <laughs> and we also have a director's cut on Scary Movie. Yeah, that's going to be in the works. That's going to be released, I think, maybe either a day or two before Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it's already recorded. We just have to edit it. Might not even edit it, honestly. It's a director's cut episode. We yeah, really, really we, we don't might need not to. even do that. And we did an episode with Stu on the SWO podcast about Blade. So look for that coming out very shortly, hopefully. And also, I think that maybe our stream is still up on Twitch, maybe for the Horrific Hope live stream. Yeah, I think if you check out Victims and Villains Twitch account, they do have saved recordings of, I think, both of our, our spots. Yeah, we've done like three of them now, I think. Yeah, and so, if you want to check out Killing Night, just check out Robert's YouTube channel. Yeah. That too, or uh, IGTV, it, which is easier. A rough cut of Killing Night, mind, mind you. I mean, we... Yeah, it, it is a rough cut, but... We just wanted to I get mean, it out. I actu- yeah. I'm actually pretty proud to have my name on it. It's, Me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. proud to have my name on we're it. Just, we were sitting on it too long. I'm like, dude, let's just put it out. Who cares? I'll throw it out for free. We're not going to charge anything. <laughs> yeah, it still, it still looks good. But anyway, yeah, that's what's coming up with Collateral Cinema. And you can find Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Our social media is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for us on Patreon. 
We have $1 and $5 tiers, and we have full-length film commentaries there. You can play a movie, and you can listen to our stupid asses talking about <laughs> movies. Yeah, we have everything from Freddy Got Fingered to House of the Dead to The Room, even. So check us out there. And also, hell, we're even on Tumblr and WordPress. You can find us there. And also look for us on Good Pods. Yeah, maybe if we get enough listeners and we get enough followers, maybe we can start climbing up on the indie podcast ranking there. That would be really cool. So, yeah, check us out there. Share that particular episode everywhere you can. And, yeah, look for new Collateral Cinema coming up. We're going to be doing the Star Wars prequels with the Spy Hearts podcast. First episode, we're talking about the first two movies. And the second episode, we're going to be talking about the third movie and its related media, namely The Clone Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to probably touch on The Clone Wars a little bit and other related media just so that we can kind of split that up in a way that makes sense. And then there's a lot to talk about that's in association with Revenge of the Sith, which I think deserves a little bit more time than episodes one or two individually. Yeah, because it's arguably the best movie out of that particular trilogy. Yeah, so I think that split up kind of works. But yeah, I'm excited to do that. That was my suggestion on the podcast. And then uh, I guess in December we'll have our Christmas special. And Yeah, that's going to be Last Ounce of Courage with Captain Nostalgia from Victims and Villains. And that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a war on Christmas movie, people. So, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting warned. some responses to this. <laughs> this is probably going to be our first true troll episode. I don't know. Maybe. We did the Buttercream Gang. Yeah, that was very much a troll episode. That was. Yeah. Because that is, it is still one of the greatest movies ever made. Don't that's, don't add that's us. Right, the Buttercream Gang. The Buttercream Gang, buttercreaming for God, Trump, and MAGA and carrots. Yes, Curse. and white bread and mayonnaise. Yep, yep. The white bread, the mayo, and the Oscar Mayer Bologna. That is the holy trinity <laughs> of the Buttercream Gang. Wonder bread. Wonder bread, <laughs> and 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 leaving Mrs. Jenkins to her own demise. Yeah, yeah. leaving her to her there own demise. Yeah, fuck yeah. the widow Jenkins. Fuck the widow Jenkins. Should be falling down anyway. Yeah, I think that we're going to be doing a free commentary for the Buttercream Gang 2, right? Here pretty soon? Oh. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun, right? It's on like, the director's cut? It's like a Muppet Treasure Island cover. Yeah, I know. It, it's a <laughs> hilarious cover on that movie. <laughs> I, I really think it's hilarious. No, I think we should do a Patreon commentary on the Buttercream Gang and then a free commentary on the Buttercream Gang 2. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do some new uh, some new commentaries anyway. Actually, so. it looks like a part two of Goonies cover, right? Almost. It does. It <laughs> looks like the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a terrible version of the Goonies cover. It, it's, it's really something else. And, and it's a movie that's something else. It has a lot of silly 90s conventions. It, it's a sillier movie than the first one. And unfortunately, it doesn't have Paul in it. So We need to watch it, dude. Yeah, we do. We do need to watch it. it is, it's on YouTube, I believe. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I guess that we're just going to go ahead and get the hell out of here. Happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe. Wear your mask, get your vaccines, and smoke a shit ton of weed. Smoke a shit ton of weed and eat as much candy as you can if that is your thing. In fact, you know, check your Halloween weed. Make sure there's no candy in there. Yeah, make sure there's no candy in the Halloween weed. We don't want that, right? <laughs> yeah. But with all of that said, I am Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. And I'm Ashley, the Shape Chancellor. <laughs> and this was Collateral Cinema, the Halloween special. Check out Halloween Kills if you want. If not, whatever. Laters.
Collateral Cinema is a Collateral Media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.